Today's read is from The Browder File, Volume 2, Survival Strategies for Africans in America, 13 Steps to Freedom, by Anthony T. Browder, Part 2, The Body. All human life is significant because it possesses a spirit that animates the soul hosted in the body. Everybody has a soul. No two souls are alike, and the bodies that contain them comprise complex systems that must be carefully maintained and properly balanced for harmony to exist within the mind, body, and spirit. For a mind to be controlled, it must believe three things that it functions independent of the body, that all bodies operate the same, and that the spirit exists outside of the body. When falsehoods are accepted as fact, they allow a person to willingly abuse their body. When a person's body is defiled, it will ultimately lead to the degradation of the mind and the spirit. When people truly seek to know their body, one of the simplest mysteries of life will be revealed to them. They will come to understand that the body is the temple that houses a soul and spirit from the Creator, who expresses itself through the thoughts and ideas that are generated within the mind. If the sanctity of this temple is honored as the body progresses through various stages of development, the mind will be able to manifest the divine talents that exist within and humanity will be the beneficiary of this relationship. All humans have special needs that vary according to age, sex, and ethnicity. These special needs make them different from one another but not necessarily better. What nourishes one body may be harmful to another. A group which lives in an arctic environment has nutritional needs that are different from a group that lives in a tropical environment. When the specific needs of a group are not met, they will be incapable of cultivating their divine talents and will engage in a passionate dance with disaster. It has been said that a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. To that end, It might also be stated that a group is only as strong as its weakest habit. It does little good for African Americans to engage in a struggle for mental or spiritual liberation if their minds and souls are contained in a body that serves them poorly. You must become fully aware of the needs of your African body and the steps that must be taken in order for you to live a truly meaningful life. Survival Strategy Step 6 Become aware of the uniqueness of your African body. The human body is a wonderful instrument that undergoes constant changes throughout its lifetime. The needs of an infant are profoundly different from those of an adolescent or an adult. 
a woman who is pregnant has physical needs that change when she begins to breastfeed her child. Her physical needs continue to change as she ages. Change is the one consistent reality we will meet as we travel between the posts that mark the beginning and ending of our physical life. How well we prepare for those changes or respond to them when they occur will ultimately determine the quality of our life. As we grow older, we become aware of general guidelines of physical development determined by age and sex. The physical needs of most children are similar until they reach puberty, when the biological development of males and females diverge. Because we live in a male-dominated society that portrays females as the weaker sex, we have been conditioned to downplay the value of females. Most of our perceptions of health and medicine were derived from the teachings of physicians who, for the most part, have been European and male. In some instances, their regard for their female counterparts has been less than admirable. During the 1700s, European researchers noted that females were more inclined to commit suicide, murders, and other acts of violence during menstruation. Physicians speculated that the uterus was the source of this female problem. They referred to this state of uncontrolled emotional excitability as hysteria, which was also linked to a host of other physiological disorders in women. The medical response to this dilemma was to perform a hysterectomy and remove the source of the hysteria. Hysteria is derived from the Greek word hystera, which refers to the uterus or womb. Hysterectomy comes from the Greek words hystera and ectomy, which mean to cut out. In hindsight, it took medical scientists almost 200 years to discover that hysteria was hormonal and more closely related to a chemical imbalance caused by the ovaries and had little to do with the uterus. This condition is now called PMS, premenstrual syndrome, and has been successfully treated with drugs, hypnosis, and or psychotherapy. In a March 27, 1995 Newsweek article, The New Science of the Brain, Why Men and Women Think Differently, neurologists acknowledged the existence of profound physiological differences between the way men and women think and process information. The data showed that both hemispheres of the brain are connected by a bundle of nerves called the corpus callosum. It appears that the female brain possesses an enhanced interface between the left and right brain that allows it to process more information faster than the corpus callosum in the male brain. There has also been an increased awareness of the role that genetics play in determining an ethnic group's susceptibility or immunity to disease. This reality has led some nations to conduct research in the development of biological weapons which are ethno-specific. In a higher form of killing, the secret story of chemical and biological warfare, Robert Harris and Jeremy Paxman address this issue in great detail. Modern science is now capable 
of exploiting the minute differences that distinguish males from females and one ethnic group from another. It should come as no surprise that there are also profound neurological and physical differences between Africans and Europeans. Anyone who has ever given blood or has had a need for an organ transplant knows that there are genetic traits that divide people into specific categories classified by sex, blood type, and ethnicity. The complexities of the human body are truly amazing, but we must not overlook those traits that make one group of people distinct from another. Most people of African descent have genetic differences which give us physiological advantages over people of European ancestry. For example, Africans contract skin cancer at rates significantly lower than Europeans. The rate of osteoporosis is noticeably lower in elderly African females than it is in elderly European females. A comprehensive study of African infants has shown that they are able to sit upright, walk, talk, and respond to external stimuli months earlier than European than their European counterparts. These facts point out just some of the specific advantages that are directly related to possessing a highly melanated body. The scientific community has been aware of such facts for decades, but they have not been made readily available to the general public. I believe one of the reasons researchers have not been more forthcoming is because they are primarily concerned with European interests. This situation places an extra burden of responsibility on African-American researchers and scientists who run the risk of being ostracized for focusing on our own health concerns. Additionally, it places an extra responsibility on the African-American community who must also become aware of certain physiological disadvantages that confront them. For example, many Africans have a lactose intolerance that prevents them from digesting dairy products as easily as Europeans do. The stress of living in a racist environment has a profound effect on a person's health and has been linked to a higher rate of strokes, hypertension, and heart attacks. Africans who smoke marijuana shoot heroin, snort cocaine, or smoke crack cocaine are prone to get higher, faster, and remain addicted longer than their European counterparts. This is attributed to the similarity in the chemical structure of the aforementioned street drugs and the melanin in the African body. All of these drugs are alkaloids that chemically merge with melanin and alter its functions with serious consequences. If Africans are to live more meaningful and productive lives, we must become keenly aware of our strengths and weaknesses. There are certain substances that can be consumed by Europeans but are detrimental to Africans. We must identify such substances and avoid them. Conversely, we must also identify and ingest substances that optimize the performance of our 
African bodies. If we remain ignorant of the hereditary traits that are unique to African people, we will ultimately abuse our bodies and suffer needless and prolonged illnesses. For those of African Americans, for those African Americans who are unsure of their racial identity because of their mixed heritage, I remind them of the one drop rule which has been in effect in America for over 200 years. As long as a person had 164th of black blood, they were considered non-white. This issue is of growing concern in the European American community, but for a different reason. Generations ago, thousands of African Americans passed for white in an attempt to escape the ravages of enslavement and discrimination. Today, many of their white grandchildren are born with sickle cell anemia. This situation has prompted the Center for Disease Control, CDC, to encourage white parents to test their newborns for sickle cell. In the decades before the end of segregation and discrimination, African Americans were forced to seek medical treatment in Negro hospitals and were attended to by Negro physicians and nurses. In many instances, these clinicians were more sensitive to the needs of their patients for obvious reasons. Now that we are free to be treated by any healthcare provider in any medical facility, I would strongly advocate seeking out African Americans whenever possible. They are deserving of our support. All healthcare providers work for their patients and are obligated to deliver the best service possible. Patients also have a responsibility to become more involved in the maintenance of their own health. Numerous medical surveys indicate that increased death and illness among African Americans could be greatly reduced if they took better care of themselves and sought early medical treatment for their ailments. Take time out to assess your health status and consult a physician if you have not done so within the past 12 months. One of the reasons African Americans have a high mortality rate is due to delay in seeking medical attention. You should always strive to maintain an optimal state of health by consuming a proper diet and regular exercise. There is a growing number of physicians who are turning to alternative sources of healing that emphasize the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. John T. Chisel, MD, is such an individual. He is the author of Pyramids of Power, an African-centered approach to optimal health. His book is chock full of invaluable information and suggested readings. Dr. Schissel has also produced an audio cassette, Affirmations for Optimal Health, Harmony, and Relaxation. These items are intended for people of African ancestry and may be ordered from Positive Perceptions Productions, P.O. Box 31509, Baltimore, Maryland. And he gives a phone number, um, but this book was produced many years ago, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give that out but buy the book purchase the book support anthony t browder he's doing amazing work and um yeah it was a powerful step six step seven coming up soon